Ooh, they'll be taking care of business this weekend at Harry Ainley. And that's uh, why we welcome in our next guest uh, from Harry Ainley, Tyler Greenslade to Sports 1440. Morning, Tyler. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, Kev. Thanks for having me. Well, big, big weekend for the school with Triprov, a basketball tournament now in its 50th year. Before we get to that, though, just want to touch base with you about how proud, how excited, how just everything. You must be just beaming with uh, an alumnus uh, that just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Lawal Uguak. And, of course, he went through your system and went off to Montreal, won a great cup, but now signs with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, how proud does that make you and the school feel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a special young man, and as he highlighted, he was in Montreal this past season in the CFL, his rookie year, and as everyone knows, took home a great cup. Uh, before that, he was actually playing at TCU, who was in the NCAA National Championship against Georgia last year. So it's been uh, a ride for the wall that has started to bring a lot more attention to who he is as a person. But, uh, of course, we've known for years and years what an outstanding young man he is and tremendous football player. What did you see of him when he got to Ailey in whatever grade and started working uh, with the football program in one, I assume, grade 9, 10 in that area? Yeah, you know, his grade 10 year was actually my first year as a coach here. And I think uh, over the three years that we got to coach and teach him, what really became apparent was just how fantastic of a person he is, uh, tremendous leader, really good with his peers. And, uh, you know, those are things that are going to serve him well in life after football. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a first uh, first row seat to just see his development. And I guess the other thing that stands out, Kev, is he was so committed and so dedicated to weight room training. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember a funny story one of our coaches said to him when he was in grade 10, you know, oh, you think maybe you'd like to go play at U of A one day? And he said, no disrespect, coach. I'm going to play in the NFL. Hmm. And you kind of laugh and sit back and think, okay, like, easy there. Let's, we got a lot of work ahead of us before we're talking about the NFL. Wow. And uh, sure enough, you know, he, he's made it uh, another step and, and we couldn't be uh, more excited for him and proud of him. Mm-hmm. Like, what a story. That's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that oh, the texts and the social media posts that have been coming out in the last few days. And, and by the way, uh, Tyler, we're going to have Lawal come in studio with us tomorrow morning with Eddie Steele. So awesome. we're, we're really looking forward to that. And I've, you know, every time that I text, I, I text Lawal, you know, he gets back to me pretty well immediately. And he's just been so generous, generous and gracious with his time. So we're looking forward to that uh, tomorrow. But back to the... Uh, the, the, the reaction and um, uh, you know Sean Lemon one of the top D linemen that have played in the CFL for years you know he sends out a thing and says well deserved you you've worked so hard you deserve it you've earned it so you can see that he's continued um, I guess that thought process and how much it takes to get where he wants to be uh, and just part of a, a great family the Oguac family that you've had so many kids in that have gone to Ainley uh, you know, in the course of uh, going to high school here. Could just kind of touch on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, many would know this story already, and I know you've talked to him over the years, but mm-hmm. Lawal's older brother here um, played at Loyola Chicago in, uh, obviously, Chicago, and they had a Final Four run in NCAA one year, and then he's gone on to play for the Edmonton Stingers, and overseas he's now in Germany playing. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's done incredibly well for himself on, on the basketball court. And then 
two of the younger brothers, Adam, uh, graduated two years ago. He's currently at Queens playing football. And then Deng is in grade 12. He just played for us uh, the last three years, and, and he's sort of sorting out what's next. But just uh, an incredible family uh, coming from South Sudan. And, yeah. and, you know, really their mom has done a tremendous job with, with their entire family. And we're going to miss having them in their hallways. We're about to see <laughs> the last one graduate here. So it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Well, every time I've talked to uh, her or Lawal, they say, uh, look out for Dang. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. So what do you think about him? Yeah. I think when you've coached as long as I have, you see a certain developmental trend amongst kids consistently as they go from grade 10 to grade 12. And that's on the field to play on the court, whatever it may be, but also as, you know, just character wise as young people, they're, they're growing into uh, being young adults. And, and we're so proud to see the steps that Deng has taken uh, on the field and off the field. So we don't know what's next for him, but I think he's got a bright future and uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's grown a lot too since he was in grade 10. He's moving a lot better than he did back then. And and I think he's got a bright future on the football field. Tyler Greenslade from Harry Ainley, our guest on sports 1440. So a big, big weekend at the school with Triprov and it's tournament number 50. Can you believe it? Uh, At the, uh, the half century mark, Uh, just a wonderful tournament. Tell us all about it. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian Anderson, uh, the late, great Brian Anderson, many would know his name, started this tournament 50 years ago. And um, we're, we're dubbing it our golden anniversary as it's number 50. We call it Triprov, which is short for Triprovincial, as in uh, we have teams from all over Western Canada. And we think it's one of the, you know, the premier tournaments in terms of bringing together some of the best teams in in western canada and it's no different this year we we did have some unfortunate news out of saskatchewan as they're on a work stoppage and so a couple teams had to drop but nevertheless we've got teams from vancouver winnipeg southern alberta um and it's going to be you know a great weekend one we always look forward to we have games starting in about 15 minutes our (laughs) senior women's team are playing Hansworth from North Vancouver, and um, we're capped off tonight with the Raymond Comets ladies are playing Oak Park from Winnipeg. Uh, if, you, if you're an amateur sports fan in Alberta, you might have heard of Raymond before. Um, they've had many, many strong teams over the years, basketball, football, you name it, and they've got a young lady, Delaney Gipp. <laughs> She's committed to BYU for next year, and they are the the back-to-back defending provincial champs in Alberta. They're ranked number one. And uh, our senior women's Titans are ranked number two. So we're hoping this could be a uh, tournament championship and uh, maybe a provincial championship preview as well. You know, I did a story with Delaney Gibb uh, last year when I was still at Global, Tyler, and uh, every time I talked to Paul Sir about her, he just cannot say enough about a young lady that is, he, he says, could be one of the best ever. 
and already is one of the best ever to, to play basketball in our province. And again, as you say, already committed to BYU, uh, just a phenomenal player. So if you are a, a basketball fan, please head out to Ainley. It'll be one of the last chan- t- times you get a chance to see her uh, playing high school basketball. Just uh, and the, the, one of the things with Triprov, Tyler, is the dunk competition. It was, we've covered it so many years at Global when I was there. Uh, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, oh. we had to kind of move away from it this okay. year just because it's been exam break and diplomas have been written this week. And this is actually the first day of semester two. So oh. what we typically like to do, as you know, is kind of do a little bit of a pep rally in a dunk contest and get people excited for Triprov, which is always Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. This year, we weren't really able to as as yesterday was a non-instructional day. So it's one of those things that the calendar doesn't always work uh, the way that we need it to. But you're right. I, I remember being in that gym many a time and having Jordan Baker and Sabri Phillip, oh. Owen Weaver. I mean, the names go on and on. We've been so fortunate here to have so many terrific players that are high flyers, as they say. So won't be doing it this year, but hopefully some of the in-game action provides some of that excitement. Tyler Greenslade from Harry Ainley, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, with the 50th anniversary, and as you said, Brian Anderson um, started this tournament in 1974, city councillor, and uh, just how much does the school want to keep his, I guess, his legacy going with this tournament moving forward? Yeah, great question, and we are uh, certainly keenly aware of all the work that Brian and others did over the years to make this school a special place in terms of uh, just an athletic legacy. And I think it's uh, it's no different than anybody else who's, whose shoulders we stand on, if we could say that. We're so fortunate to be, uh, you know, built on a foundation of volunteerism and, and giving back. And Brian coached for, you know, decades. And his ability to connect with young people um, is... Our, those are lessons that we still hold dear, mm-hmm. and we're really excited to have Brian's uh, two of Brian's daughters and brother to our opening ceremonies tomorrow to do a little presentation and and I think uh, you know just make sure that kids are kind of aware of some of our history and and that's a part of making sure we don't lose that history is mm-hmm. bringing it up and and giving a little salute to, to Brian and his family. Uh, how are the Titans teams looking? Give us a, just a quick uh, kind of uh, scope on how you see the women's and boys teams uh, performing this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Our senior women's team are, are ranked number two in the province right now. And this year will be a culmination of three years of building towards uh, a provincial run, we hope. Um, a lot of grade 12s couple of girls that will be playing post-secondary basketball next year and and some strong grade 11s as well that are are hopefully going to continue the run going into next year. And then our boys team, I would describe as uh, right in the mix, as they often are, um, and a lot of grade 11s that are really strong. We are looking towards, you know, city final hopefully and getting in the mix there, and then we feel like we're going to have a really, really strong group next year and continuing from there well this is just an amazing tournament everyone can remember when the the great kevin moser was a what a two or three time mvp at triprov one of the top basketball players our city has ever produced i'm just kidding i like to give moser a shot every once in a while uh hey tyler thanks 
a lot for coming in, letting us uh, know about the tournament. Uh, good luck with the, the weekend, and then uh, football season for you is uh, coming right around the corner. So good luck with that as well. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Cap. Take care. Yeah, that's Tyler Greenslade from Harry Ainley, uh, head coach of the uh, football team, and then obviously heavy, heavily involved with Triprov. Things get underway in, as he said, 15 minutes with games. And if you got a chance, head down to Ainley. Wonderful place to watch high school basketball. And if you do... Please try to check out a game with Delaney Gibbs. She is one of the best players to ever uh, hit the hardwood in our province uh, out of Raymond, no question about it. When we come back, massive weekend for the Alberta Golden Bears. Men's hockey team, Ian Herbers, head coach, will guest with us. And our St. Albert Dodge game of the day coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. And it reminds me of the Heritage Classic. I was seven rows... Away from these boys, Nickelback, for the uh, intermission concert. I thought it was a great concert. Really enjoyed it. Duke, you're not saying anything. Looked good on TV. Yeah. Uh, just the sound was in I think the whole, just the weather, perfect conditions, atmosphere. Well, obviously, the Oilers were winning. Uh, Nickelback was fired up to be there. The crowd was into it. More, uh, it was... <laughs> Anytime you put that many pe- people in Commonwealth Stadium, it's a disaster because there's, well, it is. <laughs> it's not like it's weird because obviously it's built for that many people. That's how many seats are there, but it's not built for that many people. Yeah, I at, mean when they once. when they figure out how to build it back in the day in the seventies, mm-hmm. it was like okay, we will be able to get sixty thousand people on the concourse. Well, you're not. There's nowhere to go. No. So you know, and even when they built up the extensions to get underneath and things like that, where everything is. The only the only experience I've had with that um, was at the Luke Combs concert last summer because that place was jammed and you should have seen how bad it was for the first Heritage Classic because oh, people I cannot even imagine. people needed to get out of the cold yeah you know because especially if you were up top where I was for the last half of the game the second game because I was on the the bench. For, oh, the, for yes, the alumni yeah. game, I was working the game with Gene Principe. Uh, he was doing the orders. I was doing the uh, Canadians alumni. Toasty there, but once you got up to the stands, just people just needed to get to the concourse. Couldn't get there. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Uh, we're just awaiting to hook up with Ian Herbers, Golden Bears men's hockey coach. The Bears take on UBC. Couple of games this weekend, tomorrow, and then uh, Saturday at. Claire Drake Arena. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We were talking about Triprov with Harry Ainley and Tyler Greenslade. J Dog says, "Ha ha, Kevin Moser, good one. He's a beauty. Love it." Um, Golden Bears split in Saskatchewan last weekend. It is tight when you look at the Canada West men's ice hockey standings. UBC comes into this weekend as the number one seed, a 20-4 and four record. But Mount Royal, you know, Mount Royal out of Calgary, the two Calgary teams, you have to be impressed with what Calgary has done, both Mount Royal and the Calgary Dinos. Mount Royal... 19 and 5, Calgary 19 and 7. So the Cougs with a couple of games in hand. Saskatchewan rang, comes in in, in uh, fourth place right now in the standings with a record of 16 and 6. They have two games in hand on Alberta after the split last weekend. The Golden Bears 16 and 8. Top two teams get a bye. Bottom four teams will play off. So right now you're, it's pretty well a given that Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Alberta will finish somewhere 
and you can actually put Mount Royal into there as well, uh, somewhere into that, you know, three, four, five range. And then there's a, a, a large drop-off. You would think that McEwen will be sliding into the number six hole. So uh, just awaiting Ian Herbers. No. Boy, Ian Herbers is sitting with uh, Ethan Morrow right now, having a coffee, a little latte. And a laugh. A latte. At us. No. Uh, Herbie's uh, salt of the earth, so is Ethan Morrow. Obviously, things busy. Things are busy on the uh, Golden Bears end. Um, I don't get a couple of these texts that are coming in, Duke. I don't, I'm not really catching the drift. I don't know. I, I don't know either, Kev. Sometimes um, <laughs> Stephen Harper likes Nickelback. Well, why, why wouldn't he? <laughs> a lot of people either really like Nickelback or a lot of people don't like them. Which... A, lot, a lot of people uh, hate them mm-hmm. and they got a bad, they got a bad rep. Some of it is. Somewhat like, if you like, hey, if you just don't like their mm-hmm. music, then fine. Because I, I like, yeah, a lot of their songs are uh, musically pretty similar. What I what I don't understand is a lot of Albertans don't like them. I, like, how can you not get behind mm-hmm. people from where you're from, small town AB, being like successful. they are global superstars. They're not just big in Canada. They're not just big in the United States. They are big the world over. So like. Why are you not rooting for them to have success? As painful as this is to say to many music lovers, aficionados, Nickelback on a world stage, an American stage, and worldwide, bigger than the Tragically Hip. Yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. So think about that. How revered, uh, revered Tragically Hip was to Canadians. Yeah. And maybe that's why... We love them so much. Different it's because era, okay. they were kind of more just our thing. Different era. We've had to share Nickelback with the different with the era. World. And again, for whatever reason, and again, when you have a song like New Orleans is sinking, I don't understand why Americans wouldn't go. This band is good. Yeah. Don't. I never ever understood that. Um, I think it was funny. There were some articles in the New York Post when, and, and these guys were Nickelback, or pardon me, well, they were probably Nickelback fans, but they were also tragically hip fans. These are big writers in the States, New York Times, and they were talking about when Gord Downey, Gord Downey died and the fact that the people in the United States couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Like it would be something, the equivalent of like Bruce Springsteen and, and they, they put them all together. I don't know if he had, I, Bruce Springsteen was one in this article I read also, uh, um, Bob Dylan and, you know, kind of older, older, older people, but. Hmm. Pillman says, I've been to four concerts in my life, the hip three times and the red hot chili peppers once. Hey, my kind of guy, Pillman, the peppers. <laughs> El Nate. Almost said EI Nate again. I met El Nate at the brew house on Sunday. Come on. What did he True. say? He said it was funny that you always call him EI Nate. EI Nate. Uh, Nickelback is like nurse in the NHL. They're really good, but it's fashionable to hate them. Most people don't even hate them. They just want to fit in and hate them. Uh, Nickelback, great guys. Don't like their music. Uh, hard to say. Come on. The Duke's just dialing in for Ian Herbers. wonder if they would have a... They have an er, they are always early morning practices. Yeah, the they usually Bears. skate earlier in the day. About eight o'clock. Yeah. 
That's a tough, tough grind. A lot of people are they, they the Bears always used to skate around four p.m. That's when they skated. For some reason, whatever it is, they changed that in the last couple of years. And a lot of people go, ah, it's, it, it's those morning practices are tough at that at that time. Oh God, yeah. I mean, because like keep in mind, these are still university students, so they're up studying, doing assignments. You name it, trying to have a social life to go along with, you know, being somebody. It would be a great question to ask the head coach. How, (laughs) what's the difference? I wonder. What's the difference between practicing? How, what do you see as far as involvement, production for an eight o'clock in the morning practice compared to four? Uh, Great question, Kev. Great question. Great question. Text 1833-401-1440. It is All-Star Weekend. The draft is tonight in Toronto. Big news yesterday, of course, the Elias Lindholm trade with Andre Kuzmenko. Also, a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder, which can turn into three, a third-rounder, and a couple of prospects. Uh, That fourth-round pick goes into a third-round pick if the Canucks can move on to the Western Conference Final. NHL last night, Ottawa over Detroit by a score of 3-2 in overtime. L.A. doubles up Nashville 4-2 and Anaheim a 3-2 winner against San Jose in overtime. Uh, One NBA note that I had jotted down as I'm kind of going through some notes, stumbling along here, trying to wait for Herbie. Uh, Did you know that SGA is the fourth Canadian to reach the 8,000-point mark in the NBA in history, did you know that Duke? I saw Last that. Uh, I saw that across the timeline. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I was scrolling. Now, do you know the other three? Well, the one, of course, Steve Nash. Steve Nash, yeah. and the other two, I don't. You don't. Hmm. Enlighten me, Kevin. The other, well, one, I'll, I'll give give okay, the listeners well, a chance to. Text. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you know the other two Canadians? One of them played for the L.A. Lakers. Kind of a handsome dude himself. Hey, we might have Herbie coming in phoning. We've got Herbie. Awesome. You betcha. Appreciate it. And EI Nate texted in right away with the correct answer. Uh, Rick Fox is one of them, and then Andrew Wiggins. So soon to be a couple more. I would imagine a couple more guys are hot on the trail. Uh, Time now for the game of the day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. St. Albert Dodge with over 300 new Dodge Ram and Jeeps available. 0% for up to 72 months on select models. 0% also available on all Ram 1500s only at stalbertdodge.com. As we welcome in Golden Bears men's hockey head coach Ian Herbers back to the program. Good morning, Herbie. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Kevin. So, big, big weekend. Uh, UBC coming in for two. Uh, what do you make about this huge weekend set for the Bears? Uh, they've all been huge. Uh, it, our league's gotten better. We've got five teams that are competing for the top five spots. Uh, every weekend, you got to go out and earn it. Um, anybody can beat anybody on any night. Uh, UBC, uh, we weren't very good the first league games of the year. Uh, we were mixed up lineup, still figuring things out. So it's a big challenge for us. They're playing well right now. Uh, they're loaded with offense. Uh, they've been playing very well lately and scoring a ton of goals. So we got to make sure we're sharp, setting the tone, uh, not giving away free opportunities and making the game very difficult on them, taking away their time and space and winning the hard area battles. What do you remember about those first two games of the year out in UBC? 
Uh, they were in mid-season form, and we were still beginning of the season form. They they were a team that got beat in the semifinals in Canada West and had something to prove, and uh, we were still trying to get combinations and chemistry and everything else working, and, and we didn't have a very good weekend for Bears hockey. Um, so we got to make sure that we're set, ready to go, realize it's a big challenge. Uh, as I said, they're well coached, playing very well. they got uh, more skill than they've had in the past. Uh, and make games difficult on you. So we've got to reverse it and make the game difficult on them. Ian Herber is with us uh, on Sports 1440. Uh, Herbie, when, when's the last time you've seen this much parity within you know the top five teams in Canada West? Uh, I don't know if I ever have. Mm. You know, There's always been two or three teams that are battling it out, but uh, you go now into any weekend, the five teams are playing against each other, and you look, we, we split with Calgary, we split with Saskatoon or University of Saskatchewan last weekend. Uh, Mount Royal, we've won the series, but they had won a game, and there were close battles as well. So it, it's good for the league. It makes it better. It makes it more challenging, and uh, playoffs will be exciting. The stretch drive will be exciting for fans. And then hopefully the two teams that get through to go to nationals will be better prepared for those big games. Uh, what about the changes and additions that you made over the break uh, where you're allowed to bring a couple players in? Uh, how have they helped you so far? Well, Aiden at the back end has been very good for us. He, he controls the play, plays very determined, very competitive person. Uh, he wants to go out and win the game every, every shift. Uh, so somebody having with that passion and attitude is fantastic to have. Uh, he has the skill where he can skate the puck out of our end out of trouble. Uh, so it's always nice to have that. Um, and then Connor's come in, and he's a guy that's put up big numbers in the Western Hockey League. Unfortunately, he didn't get to play much in the American League, so did a lot of practice time. So for him, it's just getting his timing back uh, and, and figuring out how we do things and figuring out Canada West. Um, but he scored in, in Saskatchewan, which was good to see, and I think there'll be a lot more points and a lot more goals coming from him. But he's been very good for us, been a reliable winger for us. I've tried him on left side, right side, in different positions, different combinations, uh, and he fits right in. How's the goaltending been, Herbie, for you so far this year? Uh, Kruger's, uh, both guys have been very good for us. Uh, Kruger lately has taken a step forward. Um, played very well for us in Saskatchewan, kept the games close, gave us an opportunity to win both nights, uh, and has been very good for us. So we'll start with him Friday night and go from there. So it's good to see. It's nice to have that option of either guy playing very well, um, give us that versatility. For the most part, have you gone with the split, like going uh, on, on the back-to-backs, obviously on the weekend? Have you split them up pretty well all season? For the most part, we have split. There was one time where I think early in the season we didn't split just because uh, there was a academic conflict mm-hmm. uh, and we weren't able to split and the preparation for one of the guys wasn't quite there. So usually we like to split, uh, keep everybody engaged, keep everybody involved. As you know, Kevin, we like playing four lines, uh, six defensemen, getting the goalies engaged and involved. and It helps with our development and when we do have injuries and issues, guys are able to step up and play and get bumped up the lineup or move down and be very effective so that's our strength that we can get everybody involved ian herbers head coach of the golden bears hockey team takes on ubc t- tomorrow and then saturday at claire drake uh, arena so herbie again when we're talking about all that parity with the top five teams um, when you see that and you look forward uh, to how things are going to be josh jostling for playoff positioning here and you see how the buys work out with one and two 
are you looking at like, well, it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter who we face. We just have to kind of be at our very best to move on anyway. Well, that's what we're focusing on right now is our, our team, our process. How are we going to be at our best when the opportunity arises? Um, in the past, we've been very successful at that. Uh, so we want to keep that same thing. And for this group and this team, we're still trying to figure things out. Probably better for us not to have a bye that first weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll get to play somebody. It'll be a tough competition, whoever we get. Uh, give us another opportunity to keep building our game, keep getting better, and then just hopefully keep rolling from there. Maybe this time, you know, we're not finishing one, one, and we're coming in as, I guess, the underdog, which is something different and no pressure on our guys. Mm-hmm. And we just get to play and focus on being a better team every shift, every night. Uh, I had a question for you that I wanted to talk when you were during the break, the Duke and I were just discussing it. So you guys practice at eight in the morning all the time. That's correct. <laughs> 730. 7.30. Get on 7.30. Even earlier. 15, 20 minutes are skills. Um, so we'll break up the ice into two or three sections, work on different things on our game, uh, then practice for about 50 minutes, and then guys that don't have to race for class stay out for another 15, 20 minutes and do some extra skill. How have you found handling that and dealing with that uh, compared to when you used to go, you know, later in the late afternoon? Well, uh, to be honest, it's been fantastic with this group. I was worried that we'd have guys sleeping in all the time, mm-hmm. but I think we've been doing it for four or five years now, and we've maybe had total four guys sleep in and be late for practice. So the guys have been up, have had a ton of energy. Uh, the skill session in the morning helps getting them engaged, woke up, stretched out, loosened up. Uh, and there's no conflict with classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, guys would have 8 o'clock class, be at school all day long, and on our days where we practice later when it was afternoons, guys wouldn't get home till eight at night. Just talking to them, the drag of being on campus for twelve hours mm-hmm. uh, just weren't as mentally sharp for those afternoon practices with all the academics and everything else going on. So we get the guys first thing in the morning. They're sharp. They're fresh. They're ready to go. Um, they're focused. We've had great practices. And then our guys that don't have classes on our workout days race to the gym and get their workout in as well. So depending on their class schedule, they can be done by one or two, depending on their day. Yeah, It's hard to juggle. I mean, no matter how you look at it, was that, I guess, that energy level so early in the morning, uh, was a, it, it was a concern for you at the start, but not anymore? Yeah, well, the big thing was the guys sleeping in and not getting up that time. So the guys, a lot of guys did have 8 o'clock classes, so they were getting up at that time anyways. Um, so as we go on in the season, we try and bump it, give the guys an extra 15 minutes, so maybe start skills at 745. Uh, but the energy's been fantastic. Our leaders have jumped in. Our guys all buy into it. They enjoy it. As I said, it gives them more time later in the day to do things with family and friends or homework. Uh, and it gives the coaching staff a little bit more freedom as well. Now I'm able mm-hmm. to do get out in the community a little bit more early evenings. I uh, went out and talked to the St. Albert Association a while ago, and I go to different associations and talk to them because we're, we're done by basically 10 o'clock every morning. Um, and it gives me that opportunity to get other things done with the community as well. Mm-hmm. Ian Herbers, head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears men's hockey team, takes on uh, UBC tomorrow and Saturday at Claire Drake Arena. I've seen you down at a few games, obviously, this year by the glass there where, where you come out of the coach's office. A phenomenal atmosphere is always at Claire Drake, and I'm sure that you'll be expecting more of the same with uh, you know the number one ranked team coming in here this weekend. 
Yeah, it is the best in Canada West. There, you go to other buildings, and there's maybe a hundred people, fifty people, yeah. uh, with our student population and our fans, and the support we get is fantastic. So our guys love playing here. The other teams hate playing here, so we hope to have a packed house Friday and just uh, make it very difficult on UBC. Well, we'll uh, hopefully see you down at the rink uh, when you zip back to the coach's room uh, in the intermission tomorrow night. Uh, thanks, Herbie, for doing this. No, my pleasure. Thanks, Kevin. All right, that's Ian Herbers, Golden Bears, men's hockey head coach. It's two big, big games tomorrow night and then Saturday, 7 o'clock, Claire Drake Arena. The Duke and I will see you there. Are you gonna, you're 100% Duke? Are you 100% in? Count me in, Kev. Maybe I'll uh, ask Schlemmer to, to buy me a few uh, big rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Schlemmer's going to come. We got to figure this out. I got to get, uh, I got to make some calls today. How's that sound, dude? Make some calls. Make some calls. Got to get a, a, um, a security escort organized for Schlemmer walking oh, into the Drake or what? Have you ever seen him when he walks out in public? Just mauled by people. Just unbelievable. He's a big deal. Well, this guy played. For 400 games in the NHL. We might. He's, he's gonna Handsome have, dude. Yeah, he'll have to wear the hoodie with maybe some sort of a toque on and... Some sunglasses. Sun- if you're wearing sunglasses in the Drake, that might just draw more attention to you. So have you ever, and we've talked about this, have you ever really watched a game right behind the glass there by the, like, standing... At, at the Drake? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah. Oh, I, game, I, yeah. I've watched from almost everywhere yeah. in that barn at some point or another. Like a whole game, no, but certainly, yeah, like whether it be I'm waiting for the line, the beer line to die down a bit or I am just got mine and, you know, mm-hmm. there's a big lineup going up the stairs, whatever, I'll just sit there and watch a, a few, sto- um, through a few stoppages. But yeah, I I don't know if there's an inch of that building I haven't watched at least some part of <laughs> hockey from. Crawled out of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll see Brad McCrory from St. Albert Dodge there. And I I, I'm back at the Drake Sunday night. Wow. Turn into the home rink with the Trops. Too bad we didn't have the uh, old uh, Pope Mobile in use. I could, <laughs> I, I just give you the Pope Mobile for the weekend. Just dude. park it in the parking lot, and you'd be there for Friday night. Stay there Saturday. You could cook yourself some. You could have a tailgate party. A tailgate party for the Bears game Saturday yeah. afternoon. The only thing I'd be scared. I would. Do, I would give it to you for the weekend, but I would be scared there'd be like a a Tropicana team party after the game on Sunday. No, I'll be honest, Kev. My team's not uh, not big on the post game uh, stuff. What are you doing with these guys? Well, now? we're getting older, so oh, it's um, twenty eight. Come on, but yeah, but I'm like I'm like the youngest guy on the team. Oh, okay, and I'm twenty nine now. Twenty nine. Remember, yeah. boy, we'll have to have a birthday party. You and Laddie. me and Laddie yeah. joint party. So those were coming up. These are coming up. The games of the day tomorrow night and Saturday. The games of the day are brought to you by Saint Albert Dodge. Uh, with an industry-leading 4.6 Google review rating, head up the trail to St. Albert Dodge. See how easy it is to do business with the great people. Uh, check them out, stalbertdodge.com. My Ram 1500, just humming along, Duke. Humming along. I was trying to get a car wash yesterday, though. And? Well, the, the, you can't. They're oh, all closed the wa- down. Water, water. They're all closed down. That's car washes too, are closed down in, in the city, yeah. So this, like, the weather being like how it's been this week, Kev, when you leave here in the middle of the day, it's, like, beautiful. It's, are you throwing the air-conditioned seats on? Uh, no, I, I still use the, the seat warmer. In the morning, for yeah. sure. And, I, and I'll use the uh, steering wheel heater. That's oh yeah! All oh, very well, because I when you when you throw the command start on, those fire up automatically, right? So by the time you get out there, the seats oh, warm and just, the wheel is nice and toasty. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it's like a big radius parking. Some like I was. Yes. I, I took the father-in-law down to the Oilers game. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, so we ended up. Thanks to I forget the guy's name. He let us in the parkade. 
Oh. And I was like, well, thanks a lot, big guy. And because uh, he goes, he goes, uh, Gene Principe was just here. And I go, oh, well, if Gino can get in, I can get in. But obviously Gino's got a pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the guy let me in. And uh, and it wasn't, at, it wasn't at the Oilers Parkade. It was across the street. So just to make clarify. sure. Clarify that. <laughs> anyway, getting in and parking into some of the spots with the radius, I got a you know, little harder. I mean, you, you're a farm guy. You drive these trucks for a living. Yeah, my truck like my truck's a long box too, so it's a six and a half, six and three quarter foot box instead of five and a half, um, like the standard mm-hmm. uh, pickups are now. I mean, God, and it's like the the smaller, like the quarter ton, is kind of making a big <laughs> comeback here these days too, because people want a truck but don't want to have to drive the the full size one like you and I have. So the uh, you know the um, don't you bring back the Dakota St. Albert Dodge because that's like oh. the only one that doesn't really got one out there. Uh, this is. Please send your name in for this one. Uh, the real Duke lives in Laurier and shops at Andy's IGA Saturday, 11 to 2. He's signing autographs, and this guy sent a picture of his dog. So this guy is... That's a nice-looking dog. The nice, very nice-looking dog. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> when we come back, we'll uh, wrap things up on a very busy Thursday on the Kevin Carey Show. Stay with us. Well, Duke, uh, as usual, for our final 10 minutes of the show, we've opened a new can here just to, as people text in. Tipsy McStagger says, "I the Dodge Dakota was awesome. I bought a new one in 1998, drove it for 15 years at over 300K. Cheers, Tipsy McStagger. That's one of the best names, too. Also, then your buddy Iron now. You and Iron are getting into <laughs> I, I it. I apparently opened a can of worms here with Iron. I, I upset him. Long box is eight feet. On a... Uh, full so a three quarter or one ton yes yeah. the long box okay. is an eight foot um, on a half ton on a regular cab or super cab or the extended cab whatever the specific maker calls it mm-hmm. then yes a short box is six and three quarter foot and a long box is eight <laughs> feet on a crew cab half ton truck for about the last 20 years uh, maybe a little bit less a long box on a crew cab is six and three quarter ha- short box is five and a half I would bet oh. but then he followed up by saying on real trucks used for working or rodeo, or they're eight. eight foot. And half tons are now glorified cars. Half tons are now glorified I don't know cars. in what way they're bigger than they've ever been. I mean, the luxury of them, the oh. options and stuff, 100%. But that's the world we're living in. I would bet, and uh, if you were to somehow, if every listener that we, you know, or texter, I would bet 70% of them are truck drivers. You know, whether they're working in the oil patch or they're up north or wherever they're listening to us. Uh, on the ranch. On the ranch, wherever they are. I'll bet many of our listeners are truck drivers. Uh, whatever model it is, hopefully it's around 1500 Hopefully. Yeah. If, if, you, if, if you have any sense, it's a Dodge Ram 1500 that you got from St. Albert Dodge. Ah, so this is, a, the, it's the Duke's seventh birthday tomorrow. Uh, that he sent the picture from Andy's IGA Owner-operator, G-Man, looking forward to meet Sammy. That's my dog. And that's your dog, yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like the Duke would, he'd crap bigger than what Sammy is. <laughs> this is a big dog. <laughs> What's uh, it, so what, like, is, what kind of dog is that? Like, well, is that, like like, a, is that some like sort a, of Bernard mix? Because it looks like it's got, like, the face shape and stuff of yeah. a St. Bernard, but. So it looks like it's about, I would say, 120 pounds. Yeah. Ballpark. But it, it's like a Beethoven, not quite a bait. Like it's got that yeah. kind of. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what a Saint Bernard is. Is Beethoven yeah, not a Saint Bernard? Well, but, he, but, but he's, this but, guy's a th- short hair. 
right? Well, yeah, and, and like the coloring is yeah. obviously different than a traditional St. Bernard. And again, we're talking about something that our listeners can't see. So, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's Let little, us paint you this yeah. vivid picture. This dog is uh, brown with yeah. uh, black ears and nose and a big droopy face and very soft, kind brown eyes and feet the size of about a snowshoe. G-Man from Andy's. And you know what? Andy's is a great place to go. It's like that's a that's a local local store, just like Bonton Bakery. You know, local it's a to local, your neighborhood. Yes, but local. I mean, they care about the neighborhood. They, you know, guy, you, you, Jason Chimera's in there all the time. Like, you know, guys like that, they're always going to Andy's. JD as well. All, mm. all these guys are in the neighborhood. Jeff Delory, so they're going to Andy's to... And so like this, does it like still got the, the in-house bakery and stuff like... Um, oh, yeah. Like uh, yeah. and a deli and stuff like it's, that. But and smaller. Yeah, it's oh, it's more intimate, of more course. intimate, you know. Summertime, they, if you ever drive by, they get the a small little, the flowers are going yeah. and, you know, the garden thing oh, and, yeah. and everything like that. So uh, what do we got shaking tomorrow, Duke? We got... Uh, so first thing, we're going to be joined by Anna Dua from the NHL Network. Mm-hmm. She is boots on the ground in Toronto at All-Star Weekend to give us a little kind of recap uh-huh. and her perspective on tonight's draft and the three-on-three showcase, the PWHL, uh, ahead of what will be the skills comp tomorrow and the game on Saturday. Uh, and then, of course, Lawal Uguak, yes. local product, hopefully join he's, us in studio. He's going to be here at 820. Lawal will join us with Eddie Steele, which is going to be great. you got two defensive Linemen, yeah, and you know Eddie had a great career. Lawal, Great Cup champions, uh, nine years apart. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So, so I think that'll be a lot of fun having those two uh, trade some uh, some stories, and maybe Eddie can offer some uh, some tips. Multi mm-hmm. uh, Vanier Cup. Was it called the Vanier Cup still when Eddie won? Yeah. Oh yeah. Vanier yeah. Cup. Vanier yeah. Cup champion. Um, Lawal, of course, going to the national championship mm-hmm. in American college football, which is very cool. And then uh, the rest of the show, we're still piecing mm-hmm. it together. We will check in with uh, Golden or uh, pardon me, Panda's basketball head coach Scotty Scott Edwards, Edwards yeah. in the nine o'clock hour. Um, they're of course holding hosting nationals this month or next month, pardon me. So that's pretty cool for them, and uh, they're they're at the Savile this weekend as well. So mm-hmm. lots of uh, lots of local sports. If maybe the All Star game isn't your thing, oh. and you're you're not tuning in, tons of local stuff to take yes. in this weekend. A lot of local stuff. I just see Connor Halley poked his melon in here with uh, another, used to have the, the biggest melon in broadcasting history, Mark Majot. Yeah. The worst, hair, the worst hairstyle in broadcasting history he used to have. Majot had great hair. Terrible hair. Yeah, he just poked his head in here, and I just saw his, just the big melon outside the door. Finally, he's toned her down a bit. Majot has. Yeah. Terrible hair. Terrible. Unacceptable here. Uh, pure old English Mastiff. 205 pounds, Kevin. What? We were uh, a little off. Holy cow. That's a big dog. Yeah, that dog would crap bigger than Sammy. Sammy's about 17 pounds. All right, thanks to all our guests today. Ryan Pike, Flames Nation, as we broke down the Elias Lindholm, Andre Kuzmenko trade, Flames and Canucks getting things rolling, well, about a month before trade deadline. Man, it's going to be a while. March 8th. Yeah, March 8th. So lots, five more, weeks. lots more stuff to go. Five weeks. Crazy. Uh, Laddie Schmid, co-host from 8 to 10. Laddie's got a busy couple of weeks going on here. And uh, Mark Spector, Frank Saravalli from Rogers Sportsnet and the Daily Faceoff, our headliner of the day and on the mark. Uh, we will try to get you tomorrow on either next week or the week after, depending on when Laddie comes in. Tyler Greenslade and Ian Herbers uh, also guested with us in the 10 o'clock hour. <laughs> Sean D, now everyone's still at you. Needs to be, I, uh, 
a real box is eight feet. You have to be able to hold standard eight foot lumber. And, and yes, so what Iron said, like a like a trades truck, they are not crew cabs, <laughs> so they can have eight foot boxes. But you cannot get an eight foot box on a crew cab truck anymore. I I sold vehicles. I know. I know. Duke's very passionate about this. I'm passionate about vehicles. I, uh, I had a lot of fun doing that job, actually. Car salesmen get a pretty bad rap, mm-hmm. but that was a fun job. Coming up, top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy with the former Roshep T-Bird. Connor Halley. And the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas, set 12 o'clock. It will be the lowdown with Alan Mitchell, 2 o'clock till 6. Uh, Jason Greger drives us home here on Sports 1440. Tomorrow, we will be joined by our co-host at 7 in the morning, Eddie Steele for Bonton Bakery. Thanks so much for you for pa- taking part and listening and sending us all the great texts and being a part of our show today. Really appreciate it and uh, very thankful for it as well. Coming up, top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy. Have a wonderful afternoon, wonderful rest of your morning. We will see you back here tomorrow. Up next is a Sports 1440 update with the lovely and talented Donovan the Intern. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.